Today is Thursday, December 1st, but I have got to let y'all know that Wednesday on Netflix is an absolute banger. I irresponsibly binged watched that entire thing last night when I should have been working, and I am not sorry. Highly recommend. But on today's episode, I want to do a quick update following the vigil last night for the Idaho 4, and then I want to discuss the coroner. At the vigil last night, we got to hear from three of the victims' families. We got to hear from the Chapin family, the Goncalves family, as well as the Mogan family. We didn't get to hear from the Kernodal family because it was stated that they were working on putting Zaina to rest tomorrow, Friday, December 2nd, and that's why they could not attend. But the families that spoke did a fantastic job, and... Kaylee Goncalves's dad gave us a little more insight into the dynamic of this crime scene and this crime. Mr. Goncalves stated that, and in the end, they died together in the same room in the same bed, making it more than clear that the initial thought of it being three different bedrooms on two different floors of the house was incorrect and that it was actually just two different bedrooms on two different floors, meaning the killer attacked them in pairs, which gives more potential insight into the coroner's statement that multiple victims had defensive wounds. Because if they were both attacked in pairs, which we now know that Kaylee and Madison were, we presume that Ethan and Zana were, though that has not been confirmed by a verified source to date, if they were attacked in pairs, which we know at least Kaylee and Maddie were for sure, it is reasonable to assume that while the first half of the pair is being attacked, the second half of the pair would have maybe stirred or woken up during that attack before being attacked themselves, which would be a reasonable explanation for why some of the victims had defensive wounds while the others did not. In yesterday's situation episode, I discussed how the prosecutor, Bill Thompson, had made some very contradictory statements within the last 24 hours. Specifically, in one interview, he stated that the house was the target, and then in another interview, not 24 hours later, stated that there was a specific victim that was the target. Well, <clears throat> following the candlelight vigil for the Idaho 4 last night, the Moscow Police Department issued a press release addressing just that. But instead of giving any clarity, it only made things worse, which is kind of on trend for this case. The press release stated, and I quote, Regarding the interview with Lataw County Prosecutor Bill Thompson, we feel his responses were messaged to support the implication that new information had been released, specifically generalized statements regarding the potential of targeted victims and the involvement of drugs were redefined into an affirmative answer. At this time, there is no change or new information in this case, and references otherwise would be inaccurate. We ask the public to refer to the Moscow Police Department website for any updates on the investigation. But, you know, in this statement it says, generalized statements regarding the potential, keyword, of targeted victims. But, I mean, the Moscow Police Department, as well as their media liaison, has continuously since day one 
quite literally said it was a targeted attack and they've never elaborated on it, but they have continued over and over and over again when asked to stand by this being a targeted attack. So I, you know, um, don't know where, don't know where the clarity in this statement is. It makes it worse, really, because the press release that they put out makes it seem like now they're saying it's not a targeted attack, which they have said since day one. So I, <laughs> oh, it's a hot mess. And on that note, let's switch pace to Coroner Kathy. The coroner in this case, whose name is Kathy Maboot, hence the nickname Coroner Kathy, was one of the first people to actually comment about the condition of the crime scene in this quadruple homicide. So one of the very first statements about the crime scene made and made by a verified source was that, and I quote, there's quite a bit of blood in the apartment and it was a pretty traumatic scene to find four dead college students in a residence. She also made the statement that the victims showed a little bit of bruising but nothing significant and it wouldn't be uncommon during a stabbing. I don't know shit about fuck, but I do know that defensive wounds in a knife attack are... I mean, this isn't even up for debate. Defensive wounds in a knife attack are when the victim has cuts and stab marks on their forearms and hands from trying to deflect the attack and the weapon, not, you know, minor bruising. Typically, like as in always, when I hear about defensive wounds on a victim from a knife attack, I hear about cuts and stab marks on their forearms and hands or their legs, whatever appendage of their body they're using to try to deflect the knife. I don't hear minor bruising as something that is typically associated with defensive wounds and a knife attack. Additionally, Coroner Kathy has never referenced cuts or stab wounds on the victim's arms or hands, which is defensive wounds and a knife attack. I've only ever heard her publicly reference the area of the stab wounds to be the upper torso on all four victims. There has been zero reference when it comes to defensive wounds on the victims in this case as being anything other than minor bruising. According to Coroner Kathy, and that's just something that stood out to me, Coroner Kathy also said that all of the victims were likely asleep when attacked because it was, and I quote, late at night or early in the morning, so it seems likely maybe they were sleeping. And she wouldn't say initially if the four victims were found in separate areas, but she did confirm that the bodies were found in their beds, and she did that on Banfield. And because y'all are my true crime besties, and we interact a lot, and I know that one of y'all is going to say something about this... Yes, I catch that she said it was late at night or early in the morning, okay, and we know that it obviously was early in the morning. This was one of her initial statements, so we're, gonna, we're just going to let it go. We're, we're just going to let that one go because, yeah, we're just going to let that one go and continue. So moving on, she continued to reference that there was quite a bit of blood at the crime scene, so much so that the infamous picture of this substance dripping down one of the exterior walls that has been greatly debated online about whether or not it's blood or if it's some type of rust or heating oil or whatever, well, it's fair to say that 
Coroner Kathy basically all but confirmed that the drips down the wall were blood and that that is one of the areas of the house where the attack on the second floor occurred. Now, she didn't outright say it, but she all but outright confirmed the location of one of the attacks and that the drips outside were blood that coincided with the location of the attack. Coroner Kathy also stated that she does not share the opinion of the police about this being a targeted attack. She says you have four people all killed at one scene, all suffering from essentially the same type of injuries, and she's not sure how that is a targeted attack. And there are many people who agree with Coroner Kathy on that one. Something very interesting to me that Coroner Kathy has stated over the past two weeks is that she got the call about this quadruple homicide around noon, but she didn't actually go evaluate the bodies initially until 5 or 5.30. So she didn't see the bodies for over five hours, and she's the coroner, and I know different agencies do different things. Some will see a crime scene and then they will step out, cordon off the crime scene, call the coroner. The coroner says, yeah, this is a murder. You make a quick phone call to get a warrant and you go back in. And that way you've, you know, done all the little legality necessities that you need to do. And others put it off and they let Police officers take pictures of the scene and do all of that before calling the coroner in to evaluate the bodies. But, you know, I'm just going to point out that I find it interesting that the bodies were not actually evaluated until they had sat on the scene for over five hours. And let me make sure that I am super clear here. I am all about documentation. It is better to over-document than under-document Every single time, because you only get a true crime scene once. Police and investigators, they are the historians of crime. They are responsible for documenting that crime scene to the best of their ability and then some because it's only going to be as it is one time. I cannot stress that enough. And the last thing that you want to do is have too many people at the scene where you could potentially contaminate the scene or somehow jeopardize the integrity of the crime scene. But on that same note, I'm not sure it should take over five hours to get enough documentation of the bodies at the scene before the coroner can show up and get crucial information like the core body temp, which helps determine when they actually died, when the crime actually occurred. Given statements made by officials, they believe the quadruple homicide to have occurred between 3 and 4 a.m. If Coroner Kathy had assessed the bodies earlier on, she would have been able to see them before they hit full liver and rigor mortis, which helps determine the time of death, as well as get a core body temperature. But having not shown up on the scene until 13 hours later, given that they are estimating the time of death to be between 3 and 4 a.m., the bodies would have presumably already been in full liver and rigor mortis and definitely had the core body temp drastically changed. And so that's some valuable information that I think could have been missed in waiting over five hours for her to be able to evaluate the four victims at the scene. 
Coroner Kathy has a fantastic resume on paper. She was first elected as coroner in 2006, and she graduated as a registered nurse from the Sacred Heart School of Nursing and worked at Gritman Medical Center Emergency Department for many years. And she graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Political Science from the University of Idaho and then completed a law degree from the University of Idaho in 2001. So she has great credentials, but as far as hands-on experience goes, she is lucky and blessed enough to live in a county that doesn't have very much crime. And so she really hasn't worked many homicides. She said she had worked a few homicides, but she has never worked multiple homicides at once. And so she doesn't have very much experience in homicides, which is great for her and the whole county. But, you know... There's that, and in addition to that, she has not worked multiple homicides at once. And before this situation comes to an end, there is something that we have to address. We have to have a team meeting. I'm calling a team meeting because there's been something that's driving me bat shit crazy, and we need to address it. Have a little educational moment. On official documents for this quadruple homicide... It lists the manner and cause of death, and Coroner Kathy has also numerous times brought up the manner and cause of death when she is being interviewed or giving statements. Coroner Kathy has several times said that the manner of death is stabbing, and the official press release put out by Moscow Police Department has the cause of death as homicide and the manner of death as stabbing. I cannot stress this enough that this is fuckery, pure fuckery, and it's driving me insane. Coroner Kathy, as well as the Moscow Police Department, have stated that the manner of death is stabbing. That is not a manner of death. There are only five manners of death. So when you're filling in the blank, when you're checking the box, there are only five options for manner of death. Just five. And those five are natural, accident, suicide, homicide, and undetermined. That's it. Those are the only options. And stabbing is not a manner of death. Why the coroner and the police department continue to inaccurately state the manner of death is stabbing is just beyond me because there has only ever been five options for that answer. And stabbing has never been one of them. Then for cause of death, they put homicide, which is actually the manner of death. Homicide is not a cause of death, period. Cause of death is the medical reason someone died. For example, the manner of death is homicide. The cause of death is blunt force head trauma. So Moscow Police Department, Coroner Kathy, if you're listening, if somebody listening could let them know, homicide is not a cause of death. Homicide is the manner of the death, and stabbing is not a manner of death. And if y'all could quit saying that, that would be great. And on that note, that concludes this situation episode, and I will see you guys on the next episode.